Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/spoken today. Hey everyone, the third issue of the WrestleTalk magazine is now available. Head over to wrestletalk.bigcartel.com for more information. We've got a great issue this month featuring our reviews of the Royal Rumble, Wrestle Kingdom 10 and Raw 25, including the WrestleTalk crew counting down their top 25 moments of Raw history. So head over to wrestletalk.bigcartel.com for more information. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis, and I'm joined on this wonderful 500k day era. By Luke Owen. Hello, Swaft Nation. Hello, 500k Swaft Nation and the podcast Swaft Nation as well. And a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How was your weekend? It was good. Do the podcast people know what happened over the weekend on Saturday morning at 8.30 a.m. GMT? The people who listen to this show but are not uh, viewers of the YouTube channel, absolutely. They, they exist. W- they do exist. Uh, we passed half a million subscribers on YouTube mm. on our our YouTube channel, so we're quite proud of that achievement. Um, so yeah, thumbs up all round, I suppose. Yeah, very happy with that. I uh, so well, you asked me how my weekend was. Great high on that. That was right at the start. Nothing really touched it after that because uh, are you familiar with some customs in hunter gatherer tribes where the young males of the tribe will go off and you know make a kill and bring the kill back. For mm. the for the village, yeah, I'm aware. I believe it still happens in Newcastle. Yes, but the village don't want the the hunter, the young hunter, to get too big for his station. So the custom is for the hunter to serve everyone in the village before himself from his kill, and he has the smallest piece of meat left over. There's a way to keep egos in check. So I am so thankful for my friends where upon telling them that uh, I we passed 500,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel, they all got out their phones, went on to the most recent video, and all pressed the thumbs down. <laughs> Why? Just, just, to, just to annoy me. Just to be dicks about just it. To, well, you know, you can't... It's, it's how my friendship group operates, and I wouldn't have it any other way, to be honest. Yeah. You've got to... No one's allowed to get... Big. Too big for their own base. Yeah, so uh, and you've if, just got new shoes coming in. Exactly. If any, if anyone else, kind of, you know, because I did 
accidentally brag about it. Mm. Like, it just came up in conversation. But maybe I did force it into conversation because I wanted to talk about it. So very rightfully, I was cut down immediately. <laughs> cut down yes. to size. So, yeah. But yeah, how was your weekend? Uh, my, my weekend was good. Uh, Mother's Day, obviously mm. on Sunday here in the UK. So uh, myself and my brother travelled back to uh, our hometown of Reading to surprise uh, my mother. We had been colluding with some family friends. We got them to call my dad and say, Hey, do you fancy going out for dinner on Saturday? We'll, we'll meet at the Allied Arms, which is a nice pub in Reading Town Centre. We'll meet at the Allied Arms and then we'll go out for a dinner after that. And my dad said, yeah, that sounds good. So him and my mum decided to go meet them at the Allied Arms. Me and my brother got there half an hour early because we knew my parents would be 20 minutes early. And lo and behold, they were. They walked up to the bar to order their drinks. We snuck up behind and my brother just tapped on the shoulder. was like, mine's a Guinness. And my mother turned around and was like, what are you doing here? How did you know we were going to be here? And then we had to reveal that we had planned it all along. Nice. That is sweet. It was very sweet. My mother were got... they disappointed? Oh, well, I think my dad wanted to go out with his friends. Um, <laughs> but my mother got a little bit teary-eyed um, because... Mums we... do that. So we then went out. Um, well, we struggled to find somewhere to go and eat because we hadn't booked a table. Because we, well, we didn't know what they wanted to have. So mm. we couldn't have planned that because that would have given the game away. Much in the same way, I didn't even know if there was somewhere where I could stay because i just hoped that the spare room bed had still been set up because my parents are selling their house wow otherwise i would have had to go home I this suppose. was a risk there was a lot of risks involved thankfully the, the uh, bed in the spare room is still up so i was able to sleep on that um but we ended up going to a place there's a new place opened up in reading called the honest burger company mm. and it's all honest burger are a chain aren't they they are indeed yes because yes. there's one in brixton and i think there's one in ealing as well um but it's all about like um responsibly sourced meat and you they know, kill the cow in front of you pretty much yeah nice. like you go out into the slaughtering grounds and you watch them kill the cow so and... that time in latvia when i went to the shooting range yes ex yeah. exactly like that yeah pretty much what they've done is they heard your podcast mm. and then they just extrapolated that across an entire business model that is yeah that's gonna sell burgers <laughs> exactly you have to pick the buckshot out while you're eating mm -hmm. it yeah that sort of thing um, and there was a uh, so for vegetarians we got any vegetarian or vegan listeners who'll be very impressed by this if you are thinking about going to an honest burger uh, place which I recommend they do something which I'm amazed more burger companies don't do in which uh, there's just one vegetarian option on the menu which is a cauliflower steak and it comes with sort of like a, a relish and this sort of stuff and it sounds like it would be quite delicious but it's just one option however they just say but if you want any of the other burgers, we just replaced the patty with the cauliflower steak. So you can yeah. actually have any of the burgers, but we just changed the uh, changed the meat for the excuse me for the cauliflower steak. Do the hot tag. Yeah, do a hot tag. And uh, my brother said that he uh, encountered this in Germany and it was the best burger place he'd ever been to. He doesn't know why more places do this. Lo and behold, this place does. And it made me think like. Yeah, why don't more burger places do that? Because that seems like a very sensible thing to be able to do. It's, it's a very easy thing to do as well. Well, I hope you tweeted all the big burger chains Did. and at, asked them. At McDonald's. Yeah. yeah, yeah. At the... Uh, Wait, Ronald. Uh, at a Gourmet Burger... What are they called? GBK. GB, yeah, it's Kitchen, kitchen isn't it? Gourmet yeah. Burger Kitchen. And the Handmade Byron. Burger Company. Yeah, Byron's another one. Yeah, Not Saxton. <laughs> it's, a, it's a burger joint. Maybe that's who Byron Saxton is. He's actually the owner and proprietor. Maybe. I haven't followed up that line of inquiry. No. Mm. So uh, did you do anything for your Mother's Day? Did you send your mother yeah. any flowers? Uh, yeah, I did that. And a Prosecco-scented candle. <laughs> nice. Very that's nice. That's what she's into. Yeah. Yeah, we, we that's met... that's what you're into. We, we all met, uh, me and my family, which is always stressful. Uh, we met them in uh, uh, London and we went to this place called Bunga Bunga. 
Oh, yes! Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, let's save this because we should do this in the outro of the podcast. Do you but, think? Well, I don't know. But the way you... T- I mean, I, you, there's enough... Like, there's like five minutes worth of material just explaining what Bunga Bunga is. Well, it wasn't that one. It wasn't the immersive experience oh, okay. one. It was just a restaurant because there's a few branches of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it went there. And Bunga Bunga, of course, is made famous by former Italian president Silvio Berlusconi who would have bunga bunga parties, reportedly, allegedly, where all number of famous people and powerful people in Italy would go round his house to sleep with prostitutes. And they turned it into a themed restaurant. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think the bunga bunga concept was in existence before. He didn't coin bunga bunga. No. He merely adopted it. Uh, But yes, you could... uh, My sister's boyfriend got a cocktail... In the head of Silvio Berlusconi. <laughs> That's one thing you could do. There's a Mario Bellatelli cocktail mm-hmm. from the head of that footballer. Yep. Other other things, yeah. But it was just... It was fine once we started drinking. But, oh my God. Ordering an Uber with my family in central London. You'd think that'd be quite easy to do. You would. And when I did it, on the way back, it happened fine. But this was a 15-minute walking around. Of, my dad's like, come on, give me the phone, give me the phone. Yes, hello, hello. Oh, yeah. no, of course. And then there was another bit where my dad just, I think my dad loves me and he always wants to talk to me, which I'm fine with, <laughs> but he also likes annoying me. So he just, you know. He also got his phone out and down. He, down, no, down no, he just immediately got into some deep political chat that he knew would rile me. Oh, that he excellent. knew would rile me. Yeah. And he says it and then he gets this grin on his face and I just went, I don't know what you want me to say to that. <laughs> it's annoying. <laughs> And I just turned around and talked to someone else. Anyway, should we we do some correspondence? Yes, because we've had a couple of emails in. This first one from uh, Jared Conister, uh, or Connett... Connett, sir, I would say. Yeah. Um, so we he, know Jared. We do. He's a Patreon backer. He emailed in in response to uh, the gimmick. Remember that someone put the "you made the list" uh, thing for cleaning yes, yes. the um, uh, what was it called? The Froom Hood. Yeah, it was a, a chemistry thing where you keep all the toxic gases involved That's in, correct, in, yeah. in the same place. So he is emailed in to say, Some folk may not consider it a wrestling gimmick, but I like the concept of wrestling gimmicks With the source, uh, with, was the source of my idea for this. I started on a new job in January, and I have five shirts with the company logo in three colours. I decided to wear the same colour shirt on the same day <laughs> of the week each until someone notices. Monday and Fridays are green shirts, Tuesday and Thursdays are grey, and Wednesdays are black. Only my wife knew of the gimmick until now yes this isn't so when we originally talked about this this was uh this was like things in wrestling that you kind of adopt for your own life mm-hmm. and what jared's done here is he's invented one of the lamest gimmicks like cat characters for a wrestling promotion ever yeah. Well, is that the only thing? Like, he's got no frills, no promo. He just wears consistent clothing. But say, for example, if uh, we were watching Finn Balor matches, because Finn Balor every now and again changes up the colour of his he pants. He does. He was boo. He, he was, was Finn blue. Bluer. He was Finn Bluer quite recently, and he's been uh, Finn Rouger as well yes. at, at some points. So imagine if uh, Finn had, say, like, on week one of a month, he would wear black trunks, and then week two would wear blue, and then week three would wear rouge, oh and then God. week three maybe wear his grey ones that we saw uh, well, that, yeah. at one time. But he always did that in the hope that someone might notice. Mm. How long do you think it would take for one of us to notice that? A long time. It would be a long for time. For one of us, for it to be pointed out to us immediately. <laughs> yeah. That would happen immediately because the internet is an amazing place where yeah. everyone is on top of this kind of stuff. If someone's like, has anyone ever noticed? I, 
either if you wore the same t-shirt all the time people would notice if i would i mean i'm just you, I'm replying to jared here i was gonna say i mean you wear the same t-shirts all the time but people always notice that yeah you've got the spider-man yeah. one i am Groot. i haven't worn those in ages <laughs> now it's your pura Ressa one yes that's in the rotation <laughs> uh jumping the smart has read now i'm not gonna read out jumping the smarts full email because at the end of it it's basically just plugging his twitter and youtube channel sure so uh, nice try jumping the smart because his uh, email headline was please read this out in the podcast mm-hmm. so uh, jumping the smart says hello i'm a loyal wrestle talk supporter since day one-ish. I love your insight and your rambling makes me happy. You genuinely seem like great guys and good friends just casually talking about wrestling and I don't get that anywhere else. You guys also have been a beacon to where I should watch wrestling next. You said Keith Lee was great so I went to Reseda and watched Keith Lee live. Oh, great. Ollie loves ROH so I have started consistently watching ROH TV plus some of the old stuff. You guys have amplified and increased my level of wrestling so much. So thank you very much for your email jumping the smart. Um, If you do want to find him on twitter or on youtube the clues in the name sure um and finally it's a good name it is a great name um i wish i'd thought of it um myself i'll be honest and finally you have just upped the volume on your laptop what's happening here yeah well listeners uh i have actually brought my laptop into the recording booth which doesn't happen a lot it only really happens when we do wrestle ramble extra but uh, we had an email in from Ted Pajak. Pajak? Would you say? P-A-J-A-K. Pajak. It could be. I mean, that's how Dijak spells his name. Yes. Uh, so let's go with uh, Pajak. Is that what you said? I don't know. Anyway. Uh, I, too, understand the pure enjoyment from the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Wow. And I, too, also watched this so much as a kid. I had to make a theme song for oh the Wrestle Ramble. Would love to hear your thoughts on the show. Don't worry, you can play it on the show. My singing, my singing is oh, awful, great. but I had a blast making it. So I've got the song here. I've downloaded it. I haven't listened to this yet. Wow. So this could, oh my God. So this could be great. Or it could be very bad. We're about to find out. And, and as you know, we hold uh, really good singing very in very high regard here. Absolutely. Based on our own output. So uh, I am going to edit this in now so you don't have to listen to like the tinny sound effect of podcast of my laptop speakers going through a microphone i'll actually put this in so it's nicely for you but here is a uh, ted pajanak's winnie the pooh inspired wrestle ramble <laughs> theme song wrestle the wrestle ramble it's ollie davis and luke owen wrestle the wrestle ramble it's ollie and luke go like and comment on itunes yes What are you talking about, Ted? <laughs> and it's a beautiful voice. It's a beautiful voice with a wonderful melody as Serenading. well. Serenading. Oh, that is oh. going to be... That's not only going to be stuck in Can my wait, head. Wait, wait, wait. Well, I've, I've already forgotten how, how the Wrestle Ramble is structured. Ra- uh, ramble. It's, it's Wrestle Ramble. It's Ollie, Ollie Dave. and Luke. Oh, it's... Ollie Davis and, and Luke Owen. There are liberties taken with <laughs> syllable counts here. <laughs> So this if, is not iambic pentameter. So if you've got any theme songs uh, that are based around um, cartoons oh, from the, the 1990s, because I bloody love the 90s, why don't you send them across? Maybe you might want to do uh, the Wrestle Ramble with the Animaniacs theme song. Which is Wrestle Ramble. How would you stretch it out? 
It's time for Wrestle Ramble. And a da 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 I'm not, I'm, I couldn't have made it up on the spot. It's Wrestle Ramble time. Or maybe Bucky O'Hare. Who knows? Like, oh, there's so How many. Bucky O'Hare. I used to love Bucky O'Hare. It's um, I like Bucky, Captain Bucky O'Hare. He oh, goes yeah. where no ordinary rabbit would dare. Oh, I bloody love the '90s, especially theme songs. Anyway, you? oh, yeah, absolutely, no. yeah. I, mean, I, I keep it hidden. No. Yeah, but um, I mean, I do have a playlist on my iTunes that is just '90s cartoon theme song intros it is not uncommon listeners for me to look over from what i'm doing to see oh i wonder what luke's up to right now and he will be staring uh, entranced at a screen with a stage of about eight musicians all dressed up as transformers playing songs <laughs> yes, based is, on 90s TV show that, yes that is absolutely right yes yeah. they are uh, the Cybertronic Spree um, and uh, they are amazing they are very very good let's get I mean people want to people tune into this to hear about Fastlane <laughs> yeah. and they've just had to sit through this although you know the Winnie the Pooh intro was well worth it but everything that we've contributed to this intro has been pants it has been pretty pants yeah but Fastlane wasn't let's let's find out why <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna kick off with that main event of aj styles versus john cena versus kevin owens versus Sami Zayn versus baron corbin versus dolph ziggler kind of versus shane mcmahon kind of versus the fantastic columbus ohio crowd weren't they fantastic i thought they were dead for a few matches but i think that the people worked very hard to turn and i but i would say that i don't blame the crowd for that they've been given no reason mm. to be loud for those matches uh, but i you know credit to uh, bobby Roode and randy orton for turning the crowd around and charlotte and ruby riot for turning the crowd around as well like when when the crowd wasn't into it the the wrestlers themselves mm. managed to get the crowd into it so really credit to them and i i, I enjoyed the crowd well, i think the crowd uh, yeah i really do think the crowd made a lot of matches better here it wasn't yeah. just the uh, the action but they they were they were there to have a good time so i really enjoyed this main event i enjoyed it too but it's it's very difficult to not enjoy a match where six guys are just doing absolute carnage around the mm. ring like you know it's the same as the the, the match on uh, Tuesday Smackdown when you had the Fatal Five Way it's hard well, that was only five guys <laughs> well, what I was gonna this say is was, better because there's six well that's what I was going to say I really enjoyed that yeah. Smackdown main event because it's difficult not to enjoy a match like that when there is just utter carnage everywhere and it's, there's just a lot of guys doing a lot of stuff and it just seems like good fun to watch you had a superstar like a genuine star like John Cena in there, obviously missing from Tuesday because he's too big to work Tuesdays. Then you get an absolutely corker of a match. I really mm. enjoyed the main event. Well, let's talk about one of my favourite moments of the match first, and then we'll do a full rundown of this match, and then the rest of the whole the card is when Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens start to implode. So earlier in the night, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are backstage in the locker room area. And Sammy's like, oh, how's it going, man? And Kevin Owens is like, dude, you, you super kicked me. You gave me a halluva kick and pinned me on the go-home show. He didn't say those exact words on Tuesday. And Sammy was like, oh, yeah, that was, that was Tuesday. But tonight, I'm laying down for you. Yeah. And Kevin Owens is like, whatever, man. I'm not getting sucked into this again. So in the match, it come, like, you get to the bit where it's just Owens and Zayn in the ring. Zayn lays down. And Owens is like, I don't know whether to trust him because, of course, if you go down uh, to to pin him, 
he could easily roll you up. And he, Owens did what he should have done, in my opinion. And that's try and pop up Powerbomb. You know, Mm -hmm. he started to lift Sami Zayn up to attack him. And then Sami got him into a cradle. So there's that element of doubt there now. Yes. Or maybe Sami was going to lay down for his best friend. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I thought the spot was going to be that Mm. Kevin was then going to try and pin Sammy and that's when Shane breaks up the pinfall or drags the referee out or drags Owens out but that's actually what we didn't get as you said Owens tried to pick Zayn up uh, and then the, the pair of them just started brawling around ringside and eventually Kevin super kicked Shane McMahon who was just sat at ringside I mean didn't really have a reason to be there other than Shane McMahon other than what to be super kicked <laughs> yeah, to get super kicked by someone mm. I guess um, and he can't do that when he's backstage so he got super kicked by Owens and then um, Owens powerbombed Z- uh, Ziggler it was someone in- was it Corbin? I can't remember. I think, it was someone. I think Let's it, go with Ziggler. I think it was Ziggler mm. and uh, he had the match won but Shane then pulled the referee out I honestly didn't see that coming you know i'm an idiot sometimes and i just get sucked up in the moment and I, which is you know what what good wrestling should do you shouldn't yeah. really be thinking oh but they've got to get towards the wrestlemania plans in four weeks time you should be i don't know what's going to happen next this is chaotic and it's, it was such a fun match with so many fun little spots and brawls into the crowd and announcers table bumps and stories that you're invested in unfolding that uh when owens hit that on whoever it was ziggler i think it was ziggler I genuinely was like, oh my God, Owens is going to win. Yeah. In that moment, I thought Owens was going to win. The referee's hand was coming down. It's his finisher. And I completely forgot about Shane McMahon. So when Shane McMahon pulled out the referee, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> great spot. Great booking. And then, yeah, you I, you were going to go on to say... And then Sammy hits Kevin with the halufa kick as Kevin stands up and starts mm. arguing with Shane. Sammy hits the halufa kick, goes to pin Kevin... And then Shane drag, and he had the match one as well. And then Shane drags Sammy out, and then they have the argument. And the key to this is right at the end of the match when AJ is celebrating because he retained his championship. Both Sha- uh, Sammy and Kevin are sort of sat at ringside, just looking dejected because they haven't won the WWE Championship. And Shane just walks past and looks at both of them, and then walks on, you know, back on, on towards the back. So you've got to wonder now: Are Sammy and Kevin going to? put aside whatever differences they may have had for the last couple of weeks to you know reunite the yep movement and go against Shane McMahon who did screw both of them out of winning the WWE championship and Corey Graves quite rightly was saying like yeah Shane has overstepped his mark here mm. he shouldn't be interfering and he shouldn't have interfered he was being a dick basically by not letting them win so uh, it should be a, an interesting thing but um, as I said in the Smackdown oh sorry in the Fastlane review Hopefully this will lead to a WrestleMania match and we can put this feud behind us and all move on with our lives. Because Shane was, you know, it it was an accident that he got kicked. Mm -hmm. The fact that he went in, you know, Shane is such a heel here. And it's quite clear to me and I I guess to you and I'm pretty sure to everyone watching, Shane is is either a heel or a Shades of Grey character. He's nowhere close to a babyface. But he, he's, but I think WWE thinks he's a baby face. I did a video about this very topic, saying that, I, that WWE think that he's the baby face, but we, as the audience, say like, no, I'm pretty sure mm. that he's the heel. Like, and- was it was it last Tuesday or the Tuesday before when he's just obnoxiously walking around backstage with the popcorn? Yeah, saying, nope, you're you, you're out of here. You've got this thing to do. You're a heel, cocky son of the 
COO of the company's... Oh, yeah, it was not the COO, that's Triple H. Tri- the owner, yeah, uh, the, the Q- owner. The yeah. owner. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought this was a, a really, really decent main event, and I really liked that spot. But my, my, I think what kind of struck me about the match mm. um, was that everyone got their moment to shine. They ex- got their S-word in. Except for Dolph Ziggler. Like, Dolph yeah. was just a complete non-factor in this match. Like, Corbin looked great. Like, Corbin had his moment where he was, like, running wild yeah. with his steps. He was choke slamming people. He was just, you know... He, when he hits that deep six on AJ... It's my, oh, it was amazing! It's my favourite person in the world yeah. for him to hit deep six on because they just spins around. Like, the, the earth turns backwards. He spins mm. around that fast. And, like, he was just hitting all of his big moves on people. He looked awesome while doing it. But Dolph in this match did absolutely nailed he he went through the protective but, yeah plastic area that was cool but that was from corbin yeah like, you know corbin got more of a a heat thing than than ziggler did absolutely yeah, it's, yeah. it's baffling uh, and i think for everyone who was like oh dolph's back dolph signed this reported 1.5 million dollar contract which might not be real like you know that's that was not from a an authoritative source uh the Maybe WWE are finally going to get behind him again. Not not by the booking of this match. No, he, it, he was the lowest featured person in here. And then there were stories over the weekend that the WrestleMania 34 match was going to be Dolph versus Shane. Hmm. And that was going to be built up in this match because Dolph's promo on, I think it was on Tuesday. It was on Tuesday where he said, I've never had a singles match at WrestleMania. In the 13 years that I've been with WWE, I've never had a singles match at WrestleMania. So there was a story that he was going to get his singles match at WrestleMania and it was going to be Dolph versus Shane. But this match very much suggests that it's the Shane, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn yeah. tournament, which I'm really happy about. I'm so glad because that Shane versus Dolph would have just come out of nowhere. It just it would have felt like a really thrown together match just to get Dolph on the card because the story has been since October Shane versus um, the Yep movement. Mm. So to then just kind of like stop that and do something else for WrestleMania would have been very baffling. So I'm glad they're going in this direction. Yeah, while it's been drawn out. For so, so long, way too longer than it should have been, with, with very slow progression at points. Please pay it off. <laughs> Please pay off this weird McMahon, Daniel Bryan, yet movement thing. So, what do you think they are building towards here? I bu- oh, actually, I forgot, because you did mention that final shot of Shane McMahon walking... We give a lot of flack to Kevin Dunn and whatnot for the many cuts a second mm-hmm. WWE uh, filming style. I thought the direction and the staging in these last moments after the match were superb. You had that that shot because Zayn and Owens, one was by the ring apron, the other one was by the barricade. They both look across from each other, looking at each other. Shane's in the middle, WrestleMania sign in the background. It it didn't look staged, but it was very staged and very well done. But then in the ring with John Cena and AJ Styles, yes, and the camera goes up to this deflated John Star- John Styles, John Cena in the corner, and it gets right up into his face and he just pushes it away yeah. into the direction of AJ Styles who's celebrating, and he looks over at John. I just thought so many so many bits being told there visually. And that's what I mean. Like in terms of this this match, in terms uh, it's setting up storylines mm. for WrestleMania. It's set up AJ retaining so he can face Shinsuke Nakamura. The dream match was they kept putting over on commentary. It's the rematch we've all been waiting for you had uh, Kevin and Sammy and Shane McMahon and they were putting that over on commentary 
and then you had um, John Cena losing his WrestleMania momentum. Well, he hasn't had any momentum, but his, this was his last chance to get a WrestleMania match. And he's there deflating. He's pushing the camera away. And Baron Corbin had his like destruction scene where he was kind of like throwing Dolph into the into the protective area, running wild and everyone. And so he got his moment, but Dolph just got absolutely melted. Yeah. Like he really was a sixth wheel uh, in this match. And it, it really surprised me in how little he had in this match, considering that everyone else got something yeah well Shane McMahon uh Shane McMahon got he, more he got more yeah I when he came out at the start I thought oh god he's added himself in as well <laughs> so so where do you think uh Sami Zayn McMahon and Kevin Owens are going well I always assumed it was going to be a tag match I thought I thought they were going to build towards um should he be able to Shane and Brian versus Kevin and Sammy but if Brian can't get cleared which is most likely he won't be mm. able to it will be Shane and a partner versus Kevin and Sammy maybe that could be Dolph and then maybe you have Brian in there as a guest referee um, which I, is much better than because there was a rumour I think it was from the Wrestling Observer that said that Kevin and Sammy were going to be in the Andre the Giant yes. Memorial Battle yeah, Royal yeah those were the current plans according to the Observer yeah but that didn't seem to be the case going by this God Lord, I hope not yeah, did you see Owens's tweet it over did, the weekend yeah. he tweeted out a picture a screen grab from a Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal from years past and just tweeted with the caption tape study <laughs> So I think that's Owens playing with yeah. the dirt sheets. I'd say I, so. I think um, a Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon three-way could be quite nice. Mm-hmm. I can't remember where. This isn't my idea. I saw this somewhere else. I can't remember where, unfortunately. Uh, otherwise, I'd give those people credit. Uh, with Daniel Bryan as a special guest referee. Yeah, I was going to say you could insert Bryan in there as a re- guest referee, even if you do the tag match. Say you had like uh, Shane and a partner, which I always thought it was going to be uh, Randy. I thought that's, they were going to yeah. do um, Shane and Randy versus uh, Kevin and Sammy, but Randy's now the US champ and is clearly going into a three-way uh, with him, Bubbles, mm. and Jinder. So, yeah, I mean, a tag match, maybe a three-way. That, could, so that's, that would be the third three-way, no, be the fourth free, uh, three-way on the card. Fourth three-way. Yeah. Well, for now. Who knows yeah, who who's going to get added to the other matches. Yeah. So let's quickly run through that match uh, as a whole. Mm-hmm. What a lovely opening sequence after Shane McMahon comes out. So you've got all these six men. It looked crammed in there. And uh, it starts with Cena hitting AAs on everyone. Each guy runs up to them. Yes, it made them look stupid, but it was great, I thought. But the last person to run up was AJ, and he stopped and Cena and Styles, who really have had a great rivalry and his- like a history of matches behind them, I thought that was that was a really nice moment the way they structured that. Yeah, really nice one, mm. especially because it also paid off later on when Cena and Styles had their little uh, tete-a-tete and they had some like you know some moves between each other. Then everyone got back into the ring and shield su- style and, on the apron, yeah, and surrounded John mm. Cena. And all of a sudden, Cena was just like, "Rut row." <laughs> like, this is gonna. I'm gonna get my ass kicked here, and lo and behold, he did. All five guys just ganged up on him and beat him down. I thought that was a really nice spot, mm. and the crowd was so hot throughout. It was, yeah. Of course, you got Shane McMahon out there, but it was almost like an eight-man match with the crowd involved. I as mean, well. I, I've written here. This is wild and crazy action. It's impossible to take notes. That's it. I, it really was hard. To I take gave notes up writing this. the spots down after a while. It was like everyone was always coming off a hot tag. <laughs> Yeah, because and there was it was a six tag match. Yep, and because you'd have someone run run wild and do a load of their finishes, then it was someone else's turn. So 
I mean, yeah, it, it was great action, it, really fast-paced. It's crazy to think this match only went about 20 minutes, mm. but it felt like it went so much longer because they crammed so much into those 20 minutes. But it also flew by. Yeah, which really is, did. Which is like, the, I think that's the perfect thing, you yeah. know, when something feels very substantial, but it f- goes... You completely forget you exist and you're just watching this match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Styles clash on Cena. Great near fall from uh, when Sami Zayn broke that up, I thought. And that's when Baron Corbin goes after Ziggler. Owens gets AJ on the commentator's table. He's cleared both commentator's tables, though. And I thought, Owens is going through something. <laughs> but it wasn't Owens. It was Cena putting AJ through the other table with an AA. I mean, what would you call because it's an AA. But he doesn't go down with them. I always thought some of the force of the AA is Cena's arm coming down with them, but this was just a, a lob. Yeah. It was a human lob. It's an AA through a table. Yeah. That's what I'd have said. I think that's what I put in my notes. And that's when Sammy and KO started going up against each other. And they when they started warring, the crowd really got behind it. I, It was, it was a good visual, but I, I was just a bit like, why? Well, this is it. And we said this on Wednesday's show. Uh, can you imagine putting these two together on SmackDown and then five months later being like, nah, we've done it. We're done with this mm. now. Like this team had so much, like so many more months together. Like we were, you know, saying they could have been tag champs. You could have done loads oh, of them yeah. for over the year. You could have put this, put them together for a year, 18 months, maybe even towards two years before you do their big blow off match again. But, like it just seems weird to kind of like rush it now and i think that's why i'm not into this feud as much is because i didn't want them to have this moment now yeah. i wanted to have this moment much further down the line so yeah but it was you know the crowd were into it and I'm, I'm completely with you there i it's the eternal feud is a great concept and i i want them to feud again in the future but like you said not now yeah now's when you build them up as an act together so when they do break up it feels like a bigger thing but now you've spunked that so what are you going to do? Then it has the, the Sammy and Shane and Owens triangle. And then we had... Uh, oh, no, it was on Ziggler. You're right, my uh, Kevin Owens pop-up powerbomb on, on Dolph. Uh, but then uh, Corbin brings the steel steps in. So, unsung hero of Fastlane, the steel steps. Yep. Not only did they get under the ropes perfectly fine. Yep. But they, uh, I mean, they laid out poor old Xavier Woods. Oh, oh, oh we'll talk, brutal. Talk about that. It bit looked like he on. was glitching when he was. Well, seven. Don't even talk about it. But we'll talk about it a bit later on. Um, and then Cena gives Corbin an AA on the steps. Ziggler breaks up that pin. Owens gives Cena a pop-up powerbomb, but it's AJ coming over with the phenomenal forearm on Owens because you haven't seen mm. AJ for a bit. He was put through the table for the win. And great- and then they fight, uh, at, at the end they put up a that's confirmed this AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura at WrestleMania and we knew that was going to happen but it was enough dramatic intrigue Did we? yeah well you- there were a lot of people who thought it was going to be the three way but when I saw that graphic I was like damn that feels good that's a much better choice and like I completely agree it was like a damn that feels good moment just one other spot I wanted mm. to mention that I thought was really cool in this match as I think Dolph hit a DDT. And as he hit the ground, Owens came off with like for, with a, the bullfrog splash. And it was just like a lot of the stuff was just so well-timed in here. Didn't look rehearsed, didn't look choreographed. It just looked really natural. And yeah, it was just a, a really great spot. And if anyone is interested, I don't know why you would be, I gave it 4.25 stars on the douchebag scale. The Wrestle Ramble will be right back after these short messages. This 
This podcast is brought to you in part by Patreon. For just $5 a month, you'll get access to our monthly Wrestle Ramble Extra, where Ollie and I review pay-per-views from wrestling's past as voted for by Patreon backers. Last month, it was the terrific No Way Out 2004, and if you pledge, you'll be able to hear our back catalogue of episodes, including Wrestle Kingdom 10, Halloween Havoc 1998, and Armageddon 2000, to name but a few. The poll for this month's episode is now open, and it's WrestleMania heavy including Manias 3, 9, 14, 25, 26, and 27, as well as WCW's final pay-per-view Greed, Progress Chapter 1, and ROH's 11th anniversary show. The poll closes this weekend, so head over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk for more information. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So the pre-show kicked off with Bree Zango and Ty Dillinger. There he is. <laughs> we were wondering where he got to. Beating Mojo Rawley and American Beta. Yeah, it was as good mm. as you would expect a random six-man tag on a pre-show to be. It was uh, started off with a bit of comedy wrestling. Uh, Ty Dillinger gave Fandango a wrestling headgear when because Ch- Chad Gable was like, come on, wrestle me properly. And then Chad Gable actually got on all fours, so someone had a free shot, and Ty, uh, Bre- sorry, Tyler Breeze just sat on him and rode him like a horse. That was that was all fun. Crowd, you can't wrestle. Chance to Mojo Rawley, 
and lo- the crowd was so into it. Ten chance for Ty's hot tag. The w- it was sloppy. There was a, a, a few botches. Chad couldn't do the rolling German suplexes yeah. as nicely as he usually does. But Ty won by beating Mojo. I don't get that. I don't know why you wouldn't put Mojo over. I feel like he's got the most. He's got the I most mean, again, but he's. Uh, he, it's not like he has momentum. Yeah. I just, just out of all those teams, Mojo Rawley and American Beta are the hotter act with more stuff behind them than Breezango and Ty Dillinger. So maybe, but it's it's a pre-show match. Who who cares? Exactly. But the main it's like, card, it's like mixed match challenge. It's non-canon. Yeah, the main card kicked off with Shinsuke Nakamura beating Rusev. Well, I thought the show really started off with that video package that made the build to Fastlane look much better than it actually mm. was. With the build, like uh, the video package, I was like, man. This is going to be a good show. Yeah. Like, WWE can make a great video package. Can't they just? Yeah. Really, really great stuff. Uh, but I really, I actually quite enjoyed this as a little fun little opener. Uh, I thought that both guys worked really well. Aiden is back to singing, but he did a rap at the start as well, which was quite funny. Mm. Back to the singing gimmick. They're steel heels. That's very silly. But uh, I, I thought, actually, as a match, it was really good. And I thought, do you know what? I was really impressed with, and this sounds r- ridiculous to say, Really impressed with Rusev in this match because Rusev is awesome, but his selling in the match was so good. Like selling of the say the same thing. Selling of the heel hook yeah. that Shinsuke Omi was like limping, but then when he had him in the front face lock and then he was trying to catch his breath back, I just thought it was some really mm, great stuff mm. in there. Yeah, that that choke and he yeah. was re- he really got across. Uh, but that I much preferred the selling of the left knee uh, because he he wasn't selling like oh no, I'm in peril, look at me. Because, like we've said this before, why would you sell like that in a fight? Because you're saying, please, opponent, attack this area that I've that is wounded. Uh, but Rusev was kind of selling in a way that he was trying to hide that he was injured, you know, just shaking off his left knee. That's, I mean, that's the New Japan way of selling as well. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, but later on, he then did his stomping gimmick on that leg. Like, yeah. Why would you... You did such good work. Why doesn't... What, what did, did that kick just... You know, the, the injury just go away? He just walked it off, mate. Yeah. So well, like sometimes... It's the, yeah, it's the fire, the adrenaline. There are these injuries that you get that you, just, you tweak your knee a little bit. Like, oh, like footballers get mm. this a lot. You tweak your knees, like, just run it off, mate. Yeah. Just run it off. You'll be fine. Football, sports. That's why I used to get told in PE all the time, but I was faking because I was mm. trying to get out of actually playing football. It still hurts, sir. Yes, oh, it hurts, sir. Uh, I can't run, it. mate. Oh, and I forgot my kit. Mm. Do it in your pants yeah you should get that a lot yeah it's a bit weird i don't think you can Ta- do that these no days. I, think, I think times have probably changed probably <laughs> for the better yes uh my favorite spot of the match though was near the end nakamura runs in for the kinshasa rusev clocks him with a matchka kick so cool that was great that was great so this and was a really good near fall mm, actually Glad yeah. really bought into that near fall the crowd again were really hot for this uh it was it was just a really I really enjoyed this match. Yeah, I enjoyed fun, it too. Fun opener. 3.25 stars on the douchebag rating scale. You're not going to give stars? No, that, that's only for Ramble Club. Wow. When, when I sort of half ass it and, yeah. and don't really give scores. When you make it up on the spot, you go, <laughs> I guess it was four. And then you say, why is it four? I go, I don't know. I've changed my mind. Three and a half. Three and a half. <laughs> uh, and we both correctly predicted this for a Nakamura win. But something Luke didn't predict. No, I should... Uh, really, the big lesson, the big takeaway from this, and you and I were texting about this this morning, the way to predict WWE shows in the future is just to half-arse it. Mm. Because you got a clean sweep across everything here and you couldn't have given two tosses about the show. Yes. That's the way you do it, mate. Well, I was... Yeah, I was sort of like, I don't care, this is too predictable, so I'm going to put in a few things that I think WWE would do 
if they thought, oh, this card's too predictable. <clears throat> Title change. That one there. Yeah. So, yeah, and the clean sweeped it. And didn't we clean sweep Elimination Chamber? I clean sweeped Elimination Chamber because, and the Rumble. And the Rumble. And I clean sweeped uh, Clash of Champions. Yeah. Oh, mate, look, hey, at, look at us go. pretty good. I mean, you don't know who to go with, but between us... Mate, we're pretty good at our jobs. Yeah, but is this part of our job? <laughs> <laughs> we don't get bonuses, unfortunately, <laughs> on oh, how right man. we are. If, we, if you introduced it, getting a bonus for this, I might try harder. Uh, so just do it better. Just do it better, time. yeah. So, yes, this was Randy Orton beating Bobby Roode for the WWE United States Championship. Another this great makes, video package. This, Yeah, this makes Orton a Grand Slam winner. Certainly does, yeah. Randy won the uh, US Championship, the championship that has eluded him, as they kept saying, mm. rather than like the championship he's never gone for. Um, I'm pretty sure this might be like one of the first times he's ever really challenged yeah, for the US. He said US that on Talking Smack. He Did was he like, really? Well, I've never had the opportunity. <laughs> and WWE is all about opportunities. Uh, of course it is. And then he talked about how much he enjoyed John Cena crying at Elimination <laughs> Chamber. <laughs> I haven't watched Talkers Maggie, but when I saw that Randall was yeah. on it, I was like, oh, yeah. I might watch that because it would just be Twitter troll Randy Orton just it's, off off, off, uh, off script being yeah, a dick. great value. I mean, it's a shame Daniel Bryan wasn't at this show because Daniel Bryan on Talking Smack with Randy Orton. Who is he with? Rosenberg. Sam. Mm. And I like, you know, I've forgotten his last name. Roberts. Sam Roberts. Because, I, yeah, I really like his podcast. But it's... And he must be so excited to be there and doing this with WWE. And he's a professional, so he's just, like, putting on the professional thing. But I'm looking at him and I'm just thinking, man, what are you doing? You're just... You're shilling now. Him like and Ro- you. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> such a WWE such shill, a man. Such a shill. Yeah. Like, I, know, I liked this show as well. Mm. Such a shill for WWE at the moment. It was like, Rene Young... Was was really natural in only the way Renee Young can be. God bless Randy her. Orton is shooting everywhere. He even talks about everyone's pointing at the sign at the moment, aren't they? <laughs> it's just he didn't care. And then that was awesome. The the the, the worst bit about this segment was uh, Sam Roberts then going, "Yeah, but man, Jinder's got your number." I was like, "Oh, oh no!" Oh. <laughs> and, and also, no, he doesn't. Ah. Well, he does apparently. Why? Because is that? he beat him so much last year. Oh. Yeah, but then Randy beat him yeah. clean on TV when the title wasn't on the line. It, it doesn't matter, really, does it? No. But the, the the actual match, which was plodding, I think that's the best way I for, to sum up my feelings. I actually really liked it. Oh, did you? I really, really enjoyed this mm. match. I thought that it was they were kind of sort of like feeling each other out, so to speak, at the start of the match, sort of both going for finishes and this and the other. And like, I just, I really really got into this match and they, like, the crowd were dead at the start of this match mm. as you said because it was quite plodding but I, I would not use the word pl- uh, plodding I would use the word methodical which is another word for plodding yeah. and um, but then the crowd kind of like reflected that but by the end the match started, like, I thought it was really good the crowd really got into it and I, I, it's very rare that I enjoy Randy Orton matches but uh, I really enjoyed this one I just I don't think that I think I, I think their styles are a bit too similar because it's Triple H versus Randy Orton. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it wasn't really, um, just didn't it? Didn't grab me. I tell you what, I did like it. Did I felt like the US title being on the line gave it a gave it a, di- a dimension. Mm-hmm. Like this wouldn't have worked if it was just a thrown no. together match or a blood feud. I, I thought the the gold being there uh, worked, but yeah, overall, I just it could have gone longer. Maybe it would have. I would have got into it more if it if it had another well, five minutes. It couldn't have gone longer because we had video packages to uh, to do for yeah. Ronda Rousey and Roman Reigns. Oh, <laughs> uh, but and and also like Bobby Roode, why are you diving off the second rope? 
head forward yeah, I was as say, offense in a match against Randy Orton because he well, he goes he does the blockbuster in matches which is what he was going for but like if he was going for a blockbuster there it's the worst blockbuster he's ever going to yeah. do because you need to flip over to be able to do that yeah. and going forward is not the way to do that it's like a diving plank <laughs> yeah and he was a plank to go for it anyway RKO from out of nowhere and then Randy wins the US title for the first time in his career Jinder Mahal who was shown watching backstage earlier on we're at a ridiculous angle as I always was, I was going to say the poor Singh brother was watching his back watching yes. the screen yes <laughs> uh, uh, Jinder runs down beats up Orton afterwards but Rude makes a save delivers glorious DDTs to both men I mean maybe I'm reaching here Bobby Rude looked angry I was, this felt to me like a tease of a heel turn mm. and it can't come soon enough yes because he was very much he was annoyed that he had lost the championship and it was it was the maliciousness that he attacked Randy Orton because he attacked or he attacked Jinder which is fair enough because Jinder's come down for no reason to beat up Orton like a complete knob but then Bobby out of nowhere just gives Orton the DDT for no reason yeah. which is a, is a heel move and he just looked angry on yeah, his face exactly. afterwards he wasn't you know, I did because usually he would do that after losing the title and then just pose glorious with the light and everything. Uh, but I think I'm reaching, though. I think tomorrow he'll be Tuesday. normal. Yeah, Tuesday he'll be not, which is tomorrow. Oh, it is. Yeah, <laughs> right. Sorry. I'm Luke. I know when days are. <laughs> no, you don't, mate. Kinda, it's because I don't come in on a Monday. Yeah. Well, my days are all to cock. And I don't know where I am. And the uh, yeah, I think on Tuesday tomorrow. It's just going to be Jinder, Randy, and Bobby, and all their characters are going to be the same, but it's now a three-way. I, I disagree. I think we're going to see... Well, I hope. Perhaps I'm reaching here. That I think we're going to see more heelish <laughs> tendencies for Bobbles before we actually get to Randy... Uh, before we get to WrestleMania, where he will be a full-blown heel. I, I gave it three stars. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Yeah. yeah I, really, I really enjoyed it. I think that... And you got that wrong and I got it right. Just I, to yeah. reiterate. I think with a hotter feud, uh, with a better storyline, that this match would have been even mm, better. Mm. Um, next up, a Ronda Rousey video package. Haven't seen one of those for a while. Then we had Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn backstage. We talked about that earlier. It's when Kevin Owens stormed off because Sami said he, he was going to lay down for him tonight. Then we got another match that this guy correctly predicted. Natalia and Carmella beating Becky Lynch and Naomi in a thrown-together match that I actually missed the announcement for. <laughs> it was so funny. When Carmella pinned Becky Lynch, I was like, oh, of course she did, because Becky tapped her out on Tuesday. How did I not see that coming? Do you want to 50, make... 50-50 booking, that's how people yeah. get over. Do you want to make your joke that you missed out? Yeah, of the, uh... that uh, uh, I missed this out in the review because I, I'm an idiot and I, I was clearly in a rush when I wrote it. Well, not that much, I, I'd take some care. But Becky Lynch wrestled in her Seth Rollins cosplay. Whoa! Back of well the net. Done. Lovely well stuff. Done. Also, um, I've actually got an update on Tamina. Because you and I were talking about Tamina on... Uh, I didn't the, see this. Please the, tell the me. ...the prediction show. We had a lot of people come back to let us know what has happened to Tamina. Thank you very much for your, all your correspondence. I've had emails, tweets. We had a lot of comments about it. Um, she's currently in space. Uh, she, and, <laughs> she and Lana uh, are on a, a five-year mission. They've gone to find a, a new a, a renewable fuel source. Great. Problem is because... It's the she, best use of her. Problem is because she's travelling so far, right. uh, so fast at the speed of light. Well, she won't have aged a day, but we'll all be dead by the time she gets back. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that, that's the latest Tamina update. Thank you for it's, everyone who let us know. Yeah, everyone let us know about that. So it was crazy, wasn't it? YouTube comments in space, Twitter, space, our email addresses, lucawrestletalk.com. She's in space. She's in space, mate. It was good to, it's good to know. It. Don't know how no. <laughs> so, um, this, this match, I actually thought, was fine. 
<laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> like this was. I mean, it was the worst match on the card. Yeah, this yeah. was fine. This, this was a sort of fine match. It was fine, but man, like they were blowing spots left, right, and center towards mm. the end. So what happened was that like Becky went to throw Natalia out the ring, mm. but then realized she was going to throw her out the wrong side. So then changed her mind because you need to throw her out on the other side because that's where the uh, Money in the Bank briefcase was, which they needed for the finish. So she went to throw and they're just like, oh no, I need to throw on the other side. And then it took them, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes to work out that they were going the wrong side. And eventually they got thrown out and then they, they, decided they threw the timing off a little bit, which is a bit of a shame, but it's, um, yeah, but it, the match was fine. I don't know why they needed the briefcase because, so Car- Carmella and Becky Lynch are in the ring. Natalia jumps, is thrown out and she comes back on the ring apron with the briefcase. Carmella's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? She's going to hit her with it. Yeah, but then she doesn't use it and Carmella just hits her, what did she hit? Super kick. A super kick for the win. So she didn't need the briefcase. No, no. She didn't use the briefcase. No. The referee's back was turned. They're both heels. Why was the heat? Like, what? <laughs> what? what's the point of that spot? Oh, there was no point to that there spot. Was inten- was- there was intention of cheating, but Carmella didn't use it. So is... Does that mean she's a baby face? That's a, no, it's, it's a... Dis- no, it doesn't. It's, it's no, just it's, it's bad booking. It's a distraction finish. But it wasn't a distraction well, it was, finish. because Becky was distracted by Natalia up on the ring apron with the Money in the Bank if briefcase. If anything, Carmella she- was distracted. No, Becky was the one distracted, because then she turned around and got a boot, a boot to the face. I, I didn't like the finish. I thought the action in the match was was fine though yeah it was it was fine it was was a uh, a tv match on pay-per-view yes totally i mean a lot of this was like a really good episode of smackdown oh i disagree with that i only felt this match was the Mm. one that felt like it belonged on tv maybe the six man tag on the pre-show but then that doesn't really count okay so uh we i got that right in the predictions you got it wrong gave it two and a half maybe it was a two i was gonna say that's a bit i feel it might be generous generous. i just like uh that the fiery Cost, costume that uh, Becky Lynch had. I, I just think Becky's great. I think yeah. Becky's so good, and she's, she's really good. I, I didn't do any research into this because I could do it better. But I'm wondering. I'd be so interested. I'll just look at Wikipedia. When was the last time Becky had a storyline? Hmm. I can. That act, doesn't can... count. So she was ridden off television when the welcoming, not the welcoming committee, the riot squad attacked. Her. Yeah, that doesn't count. Uh, she was like one of the first people to be attacked. They shut her in a door, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, and then she came back. And I she got a great pop. And then she wasn't really used again. I think it was um, Alexa Bliss. Before Alexa Bliss jumped over the title. Yeah. yeah, when she was kind of feuding with Alexa oh, Bliss and uh, Mickey James. I feel like that was the last time Becky Lynch had an actual story. Where About she was a year ago. And, re- mm. and the rest, yeah. Because that was like before. <laughs> that was like in 2016. Yeah. I th- do you want a, an interesting stat? Oh, I'd love one. Th- so this is relating to the main event. AJ St- the first SmackDown exclusive pay-per-view of the brand the new brand split era. AJ Styles ended as champion. Yeah, he won the belt, didn't he? He won the belt. The last SmackDown pay-per-view of the brand the exclusive pay-per-view of the brand split era, which is this one, AJ retained. I wish you told me that before I did my video uh for um uh, Russell for fast lane rumors. Mm. Could have dropped that little fact oh, in there. Yeah, good point. Yeah, uh, we so, should we should talk more. Yeah. So this uh, next match was actually one of my favorite parts of the show. Loved, loved, loved this. So it was the Usos versus the New Day. It's been built up out of nowhere, really, just like three week build, and they were just thrown together after the New Day won a number one contenders match. And we were like, okay, great. They always have great matches. Excited to see it, but don't really care. But then, in the space of just two weeks, a couple of promos, 
they turned it into absolute fire. Didn't they just? Um, and they played the video package again that they played on Tuesday, and it just got me even more excited mm. for this match. And this was exactly the match that I wanted it to match. I'm doing big air quotes for podcast listeners that I wanted it to be because. It was just, it was them hitting each other's moves. It's, we know each other so well. This is the next stage of our evolution, is that we are hitting each other's moves. And I, I loved it. It felt so awesome. Mm. And then we got the brilliant ending to the match as well. I, everything about this, I absolutely loved. I, I think it's, it wasn't so much them doing each other's moves because they know each other so well. I think it was a battle of respect now. Mm-hmm. Like before that it was quite a respectful feud between the two teams. They're just like, we tear it up every time we go in there. But that go-home promo, or maybe two weeks before, yeah, it was two weeks before, uh, it it got personal. And this time it felt like they were trying to actively disrespect each other. Mm, interesting. They weren't, yeah. they weren't going for the noble respect route. They were trying to undermine each other. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I loved it. It was, uh, it was Kofi and Xavier in there. Big E was on the side. Big E cut a great promo backstage on the pre-show actually mm-hmm. just remembered that yeah just another straight straight fire don't know why i keep saying fire just thinking about becky lynch's costume <laughs> too much uh but this was yeah hot opening exchange the the new day using the usos splash finisher and because they've both kind of got call and response chance mm-hmm. uh they could do so new day to yeah. the usos thing usos did the boom drop yeah, and they hit the midnight really hour good. like it was i and I, I loved everything about this mm-hmm. and it sets up perfectly that WrestleMania match that we talked about on the prediction show that we yes. thought might happen, which is the Usos, New Day, and the Bludgeon Brothers, where you replicate the success of DIY Authors of Pain mm. and the Revival, where you got DIY and the Revival, these two warring teams working together to take on the bigger, badder team. So, and I'm now super excited for that match at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. Especially if it's a ladder match. It's not going to be a ladder no, I match. D- yeah, I don't want it. it no, that, that one doesn't need to be a ladder uh, match. But, but yes. oh, man, I'm so looking forward to it. So usually when WWE build up something with so much anticipation, you're like, yeah, I really just want to see these two teams have a really great match. Like AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. You're going to feel cheated if that ends in a screw finish when Baron Corbin interferes, right? Yeah. But I don't. For some reason, this just worked perfectly. Yeah, it I think really it was did. the the severity and the seriousness of the beatdown afterwards, and the way they sold it through a few video packages afterwards. Yeah. So the Bludgeon Brothers come down after Anuso's dive. Everyone's down on the floor. Uh, Bludgeon Brothers enter with music, with their hammers. And just kill everyone. God, didn't they? They murderized both teams, like just all over the show. There was attacking the Usos, and they were like body slamming the Usos, body slamming the Usos on top of each other, and then. Uh, Eric Rowan body slammed Luke Harper onto them and then Eric Rowan goes to do this big splash and Luke Harper pushes him down yes. like an assisted splash it just looked like it absolutely sucked for everyone mm. involved apart from the Bludgeon Brothers who were just having the time of their yeah. lives just throwing all these dudes around it was so awesome yeah. and then it culminated in them they were about to walk oh, away I thought you were going to talk about the oh, they, was, the... they actually used the hammers as a weapon they did indeed trying to put those hammers over mm. you got to because they're, they're awesome but there was a spot when one of the Usos was like leaning up against the steps and he swung at the hammer and they moved out of the way. Tom Phillips was great there. We was like, I'm so glad he moved because mm. like, he'd be dead. Uh, but it culminated as the Bludgeon Brothers were going to walk away and then realized, hmm, we probably could do a little bit more damage here. Grabbed the stairs 
and uh, yeah, did an assist. Well, did the power bomb spot to uh, Xavier Woods. The crowd was so concerned they chanted for tables, and uh, the Bludgeon Brothers walked away mm. and booing because they didn't get a table spot. And and Xavier just laid there selling it like he was oh, glitching God. out. I had a like this is going to be a, a bit of a revealing um, story to tell you. I haven't actually told you this one yet. Mm. I had a legit concern at one point. Because Xavier is selling this thing like he and it was really like he was convulsing. It was a, yeah. an incredible sell job that like I was like, oh god, I really hope. Like I genuinely thought, God, I hope he's okay. This is the same guy who once vomited to sell something in <laughs> TNA. Remember? Yeah, I think that wasn't on purpose though. Oh, do you think? No, I thought, it, I, no. The, I think the okay. story is that he just like he took it at such an angle that he threw up. Yeah. Um, is it the Amazing Reds that he took that move off? I can't remember. I think it, it was like a super kick to the throat, wasn't it? No, it was. Uh, I think it was the Assisted Red. Oh, the Assisted Red. The Amazing Red when he like people were on their knees and he used to do a hurricane run and DDT right. onto people. I think that was the spot. But anywho, when I woke up at half past five this morning, Fastlane wasn't working on the network. It just uh, I'd play it and it would just like no, it's not working. Mm. Uh, can't video can't play back and I'm like ah something wrong with the PS4 app. So turn that off, put it onto my laptop. Won't work on my laptop either. I'm like huh. Try it on my iPad won't work on there either Damn. and i was like ah oh. so i had to watch it through other means um because i, I had to in the we end we subscribe to the network yeah so i had to watch it through other means and then when i saw this spot and i saw the way that xavier woods was selling this and they were doing the big stretcher job i suddenly thought like what if it's not working on the network because something really terrible has happened oh and i had this genuine God. like fear i was like okay what are we going to do for the review or do we do we do a review like do what are we going to do for the wrestle ramble that's oh, wow. like a horrible thought you worked yourself into a shoot I worked brother. myself into a shoot brother and then it was when the the other means didn't work for the third part so I was like well I'll check back on the network network worked fine I was like oh, okay everything's alright then oh. but I had this genuine sense of panic in myself that something terrible had happened the bludgeon brothers are so over with you <laughs> you thought they killed, killed Xavier Woods <laughs> Uh, yeah, Brian Alvarez said on the Wrestling Observer review that it looked like uh, Xavier took it really badly that his head whipped back on the corner. I didn't see that. I just I thought he took it quite safely for well, I mean, as safely yeah. as he can. Yeah. Uh, but yes, really good match. Well, it was it was a it was a really good match for the time they were given. They couldn't yes. have done any more. They told a really good story, and the angle afterwards was fantastic. Awesome stuff. I gave it three and a half, and we both well, you said Usos. Yeah. I said double DQ. But why did you say double because DQ? Because you convinced me to say <laughs> double DQ. You didn't say your own advice. No, I know. I, so, I, I booked this really good storyline and then thought, WWE won't do that. But um, yeah, I'm an idiot for not thinking that. And finally, because oh, AJ Styles had a promo here. Nakamura comes in at the end and says, I'll retain. I'll see you at WrestleMania. Yeah. And that's, that's two matches now on this WrestleMania card. Three matches now that I'm re- actually four. I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to WrestleMania this year. I'm excited to see the Rousey match, just out of intrigue more mm-hmm. than anything, I suppose. But I think the triple threat for the EIC title will be really fun. I'm really. You mean, lo- the, you mean the eight way? The well, yeah, 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 whatever it's going to be. But match. as it currently stands, I'm excited for that triple threat match. Really excited for the SmackDown tag team match if that ends up being New Day Usos and the Bludgeon Brothers. Really excited for Nakamura, AJ, and uh, Lesnar, uh, Roman. What? Are you? The last time they had a match, it was great. You are such a shill. Such a shill for WWE. So Charlotte Flair defended her WWE SmackDown Women's Championship next against Ruby Riot. I thought this was also okay. I thought it was, I really enjoyed this match yeah. as well. I, I'm a big fan of, of both Charlotte and Ruby Riot, and I thought they did a great job in getting the crowd into the match. And it was really nice to see Ruby come down to the ring on her own, mm. not flanked by the Riot Squad. I think it actually made her look 
more legit, more impressive. And she, they were down there with her. No, she came down to the ring on her own, and right. then and then they jumped the barricade to kind of to yes. support her. But I just thought it made her look really cool, just coming down on her own, being introduced on her own. And I thought they both worked together really well. I, I actually really enjoyed this match more than I thought I would do. Riot has a great look. We 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 said every week we we're fans of her. It's just she's been booked into oblivion almost. Um, but I thought she had a really good visual contrast with Charlotte, yeah. who's tall and tanned and blonde. And then there's Riot, who's a little bit shorter and her hair's dark and it's shaved and she's got tattoos and she's pale. I just, yeah, it, looked, it really looked like a, yeah. a clash of babyface versus heel. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, I like that. And uh, Ruby did some a really cool spot where she kind of did this like falling back senton uh, off the rope, which they said like it looks like a stage dive, mm. which just works fine within her gimmick as well. Yeah, I, I just, I've really enjoyed a lot of this match. I thought it was really good. Uh, yeah, so look, it would it had a bit of a an awkward ending where Naomi, so Logan and uh, Morgan tried to interfere. This sent Lynch and Naomi, who had come down earlier into the ring referee ejected Naomi Which I thought actually, and sorry, Lynch from ringside I thought it was a really cool spot as well because Morgan and uh, Logan weren't getting into the ring but mm. they were teasing like they were going to and Lynch and Naomi like complete doofuses thought they were going to so just ran into the ring being like I'll oh, get out with you so the referee ejected them and it was just like what a brilliant master plan mm. but then the referee ejected them as well so yeah. but so it it was it was a really well placed spot because it's it looked like the heels were going to get one over on the baby faces, but then the referee ejected the heels as well. Got down to a one-on-one match, and Charlotte won with the figure eight. I, yeah, I pretty thought actually, quickly afterwards. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was quite a nice little ending sequence. I, d- I thought it could, I thought it had a, a few more minutes left in it. Yeah, I yeah. thought after the ejections from ringside, I would have liked to have seen quite a hot five minutes just between those two. Yeah, but I agree. It, Charlotte won very quickly after. But that. we had to get that Roman Reigns video. Yes, package. of course. Sorry, you keep saying it was a full on three hours this show. You keep saying we need more time mm. with these matches, but if you forget we've got to plug Raw stuff on this SmackDown pay per view when they're they're great they're, video packages. They are great video packages, but these warring brands have got to promote each other's shows. You forget that sometimes. But that wasn't the only Raw things on SmackDown. Speaking of segue. Segway! Asuka came down after this match and pointed at the WrestleMania sign. And what a great moment this was. I really Really good. It. Crowd was so into it, genuinely surprised uh, and shouting, although we you kind of predicted this as well yeah. and didn't go with it. I guess there wasn't a prediction thing to, to put this in. Uh... I, it was it was great. My only criticism was Charlotte went between smiles, like, yeah, we're going to do this, to angry. And I was like, oh, my God, the angry face is so much better for this. Yeah, I think... Be annoyed. Yeah, I think she was almost corpsing a little bit, being like, oh, God, this is a really cool moment. Mm. Because this is the match that Charlotte said she wanted at WrestleMania. She, uh, she didn't really want to fight anyone else. She wants to fight, uh, face Asuka, break the streak and all that sort of stuff. It's a bigger match than they could probably put her against than anyone on SmackDown yes. because as much as I love Becky Lynch, she's got zero momentum behind her at the moment. So this is a much bigger match. Um, so it was just a really, really cool moment. The crowd were really into it and I think that Charlotte just broke character mm. uh, a little bit. But yeah, so Asuka's now on SmackDown Live and it will be the first time they've ever had a match together uh, the- in WWE. Is she now... How does this work? She's well, not I'm, on SmackDown Live. I assume she is, yeah. she can challenge for the title. I, I Well, the way I read it, and the way I did it in the um, Fastlane mm. review, is that she's jumped brands to SmackDown. Mm. Be no, I don't know how that works. But there'd be no point in putting her on Raw, because she can't feud with Charlotte on Raw. 
Well, you keep them apart. I, one of the best things about when they were standing next to each other was like, oh my god, they've kept them apart all this time. And this feels really, really big. This feels mm-hmm. big time right now when they stood next to each other. Mm. So, really exciting stuff. So, uh, Fastlane in all, really good main event. Um, and two very good angles with Asuka turning up and the Bludgeon Brothers beatdown. And everything else was fine to fun. Yeah, as I said on the uh, the prediction show, we were going into this with such low expectations mm. that all the, it had a very low bar that it needed to jump over, and it very much stepped over that bar. It well was, done. It was a you know we, they are the low bar, and they did really well to step over it. I enjoyed the show. WWE, you did it better. I can't think of anything as smooth to bring us out of the Fastlane talk. That was as smooth as you going into the fast. Yeah, talk. it was smooth. Segway. I'm the Segway <laughs> King. Segway King. Uh, it's weird because that just happened for us. We just did the intro. Everyone else had like a 45 minute chunk of fast lane in the middle. They certainly did. And so hopefully they remember what happened. I would like to think so. Yeah. Mm. I mean, because you and I were still giggling about that as the uh-huh. uh, as as the show sort of kicked in. So we had to like compose ourselves yeah. to do this second or to the to do the outro of this podcast. An outro that includes iTunes reviews. So as the Winnie the Pooh song says, you know, comment on our comment on iTunes. <laughs> da, 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 da. So first up, we've done stupid good, haven't we? Uh, yes, we have. So, oh, we've, I've already pointed out to you which one we're doing. It's, it's this one here. Mullet Man. How many zeros is that? One, two, three, four. Okay. So Mullet Man, 5,700,000. Favourite podcast ever. I've been listening to this podcast for about five months or so, and I've been subscribed to the channel for about three years or so. Nice. Good work. It's like pre... Is that Prius? Well, it might be uh, certainly pre-me. A, ty- a Toyota Prius. <laughs> I love Ollie and Luke's chemistry, and I recommend this podcast to any wrestling fans. Keep up the good work, guys. And there's only one word to describe Wrestle Talk fans, and I'm going to spell it out for you. S W A F T. Swerf. Thank you, Mullet Man. Is Mullet Man a bit like Muppet Man? Potentially, yeah, but it's just so, a, it's just a lot of people uh, going together to make one big mullet, giant mullets, yes. And Kyle Rain, who's Kyle? Oh, that's a Green Lantern reference. Yeah, Kyle Rayner Jr. writes consistently, consistent. Oh, thank you very much. He's already just getting, from the just getting a round of applause the already. Title. I did. Did I clap, Mullet Man? Thank you, Mullet Man. I think we did. Yeah. Hey, everybody. I'm Kyle Rayner. Is that? The- Maybe it's not a Green Maybe Lantern that's reference. That's just his name. That's just his name, mate. Wow. You've got a cool Is name. Is Kyle Rayner a, a uh, Patreon backer? I seem to recall that name. I feel like he might be, but I don't know if I'm just remembering his name from all the Green Lantern comics since the 90s. Uh, lifelong WWE fan saying support Wrestle Talk because they talk about wrestling and I like it. That's the John Cena <gasps> intro. This is, isn't it? Yeah. So do us all a favour and subscribe, please. Ah, uh, uh, thank, thank you. you. We, uh, thank you, thank Carl you very much. When I got my, because uh, I've stopped using the John Cena intro, just because I felt like I'd use it quite a bit, and I was getting complaints from some people. One person in particular who said that the uh, uh, thank you really, really annoyed him. Like every time he heard it, it just made him go like, oh god, just makes me hate John Cena a little bit more. I think it's okay when you see his face when he does it, because mm. he does he pulls quite a funny face. Yeah, uh, but 
Yeah. What a nice guy. I Who was... would have thought John Cena would be divisive? <laughs> I was so nervous when I asked him to do that. Yeah? Like, so nervous. I'm glad he did, because Be- I would have straight up fired you. Because I've never asked... Whenever I've done interviews, I've never asked someone to look at the camera yeah. and say, like, hey, this is whoever, um, uh, can you subscribe to this channel? Or, like, uh, you know, do or whatever. I've never asked someone to do that. I did, at one point... Um, have this idea in my head so before uh, my wife and I got married mm. I had this sort of like long I was a long game plan because I always knew I was going to marry this woman so I had this very, very much long game plan that I was going to ask every single person I interviewed to just look at the camera and say like congratulations on your wedding wow. day Kate and Luke and I was going to ask uh, like, to do loads of these interviews so then I could play it at my wedding all these famous people that you're friends with that I'm clearly friends with big inverted commas for podcast listeners um, that saying congratulations to us however I never really had the, the bottle to do it and then I just never did it and then I got married to her and it was a bit late to start doing still it still time there, maybe there is still time maybe I'll just say like hey I'll do it for our first anniversary although my wife listens to this show so she'll mm. know those plans now did she know she didn't know about this plan I don't think she ever I don't think I ever told her about this plan no hey I got speaking of plans from girlfriends you know, I got a 30 days till I'm 30 present. Yes. I got a 20 days till I'm 30 present. Nice. Last, what, what did you uh, get? Last week. It was a tray that goes in the bath <laughs> so I can I can put stuff on the tray and and read yep. uh, without getting my Kindle wet or maybe the New Yorker. Yep. Maybe, <laughs> maybe a glass of wine. I forgot about your New Yorker subscription, your very expensive New Yorker that subscription. That happened because I forgot <laughs> to cancel the free trial. Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I, it, it arrives every week now. Always a nice front cover. Don't get much beyond that, but I, <laughs> I like having it on the table. It just looks super it looks pretentious. Gorgeous. Yeah, it looks yeah. lovely. So you can start framing them. You can put your your little glass of wine on there, maybe mm. a scented candle. Yep, yep. So you can really play your play your Barry Manilow. Bath time like me and Randy. Bath time with Davis. Yeah, so uh, I mean the Toys problem is separately. I I was really keen to do this as soon like that 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 evening I ran myself a bath. Yeah. Had the flat to myself, you know. Yeah. Made it all nice. I put on my Kindle there and then I'm like, oh, wait a second. I still need to turn the pages. Uh, so like, so I still have to wipe my hand, press the next page. So in the end, I didn't put my hand under the water. I just had one weird arm like a T-Rex yep. folded up underneath the tray to occasionally jab the Kindle to turn it's the page. A bit more, bit more of a, an obscure reference. A bit like uh, Quato from Total Recall. Remember he's got like the big no no quite not um, uh, Benny when he reveals that he's a mutant he reveals he's got the big sure. old mangled arm yeah yeah bit more of an obscure reference yeah T Rex T Rex works fine T Rex for people as well yeah on that Luke likes the nineties by the way uh, oh yeah it is nineteen ninety yeah nineteen ninety yeah yeah just just about because if it was a year if it was a day older. I mean, you love the well, 80s. I do, well, I do, but I like the uh, the mid to late 80s, um, pretty much from, like, Ghostbusters onwards. I've got a, because all my friends are turning 30 this year as well, um, one of them has just announced it's going to be an 80s-themed party, because, of course, we were born in the 80s. You were, just about. Just about, 88. So, uh, yeah, it's an 80s-themed. What, what should they go as? I'll put that out to the, the podcast listeners. Marty McFly. No, it's got to be wrestling based. Oh, you want to go? Oh, well, okay. Uh, Ric Flair, Andre the Giant. Like, but that's just a, a singlet. Happy birthday! I'm so happy to be here. Can I? I th- I want something warmer. 
Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, well, Full on Ric Flair robe, but I'll go method Ric Flair on a plane, so just the robe. Yeah, well, I was yeah. going to say, if you want to go warm, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage always had some nice jackets. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. And all feathery. Yeah, exactly. Get the, yeah. the Macho King. And then you, um, your lady partner could go as Miss Elizabeth. Oh, that's a good Get a sparkly dress on her. That's yeah. a good idea. I Well, she won't do that, though. She, no. She'll probably just wear leg warmers. <laughs> so that's all we've got time for. We'll be back on Wednesday with our Raw versus SmackDown review. Uh, oh, sorry, I didn't realize you were kicking over. Yeah. Me. I thought you were going to say other stuff. No, no, that's it. That's my part done. Sorry, I just I started signing off. I started rereading an go email, home, brother. <laughs> it's a, I'm sending you the go home. Uh, love you. Bye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.